Welcome to the Dawning Bliss Podcast, where we help humans on their path to happiness, love, light, and freedom. And now, here is your host, Tanika Dawn, life coach and NLP practitioner. It is the first episode of the second season of the Dawning Bliss Show. I'm Tanika Dawn, life coach and NLP practitioner. Today, I have a fantastic guest joining me to talk about the fact that love is not all that you need. What a perfect timing for this, especially with the Valentine's Day holiday here. My guest, Joe Lima, has been through all the love, all the hate, all the hurt, all the things. And he's been a dear friend of mine for a long time. I've I've tracked his journey. He's tracked mine. And I couldn't think of a better person to bring on today than, than Joe to talk about why love is not all that you need. So Joe, what has your experience been with having a relationship that you were in love, right? You loved this person, but love just wasn't quite enough. Well, that's a good, that's a real, that's a pretty, pretty good question and way to think about it. So, um, last relationship was, um, was a difficult one in the sense of how it ended. Um, it's one of those things where a single person can't carry all the love for everybody. It's just how it works. You know, and you expect that person to love you the same way you're loving them. And, and, and honestly, we can't expect that. It's just a funny right. thing. Um, you choose partners and how do I put it? You choose partners and you love them the way that you project love to people. And yeah. sometimes we get stuck in that rut of we're expecting them to bring that same level back to us. But we also have to learn from them and watch how they love and what their way of loving people is. You either accept it or you don't. Like I say, the last relationship was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. But was it heartbreaking because was it heartbreaking because there was no love or was it because of all these other things that we kind of need in a relationship? Right. So I kind of have a little list here. Um one of the things, or I'll just kind of go through them. We can talk on each one. One of the things that you need more than, not more than, but in addition to love is mutual respect. Exactly. That's very true. Right. Cause at, I've loved somebody who didn't respect me. Right. And that relationship was never going to work. And I loved him well after the relationship ended and he still didn't respect me. And so there was no like rebuilding that. Another thing this says is you need support. You need trust. You need boundaries. You need them to, you know, show up and be there. Need and to so be appreciated. Appreciated. Yeah. You know, and, and they say, and I love this is, and I, this is true for me. I can't speak for you, but I'm sure you can speak on it is when I'm not expected to do something, but what I do is appreciated, right? Like make dinner um, or do the dishes or clean the house or whatever. Like when that's appreciated and not expected, I'm more excited to do it and more likely to, right? But when it's an expectation, I'm like, you do it yourself, <laughs> Well, to me, you know, okay, so that's a, that's a great example. So that's that's kind of one of my, you know, we we get into this over time, and we and we've you know as we've as we've grown into adults, and of course I'm older than you, but as we've grown into, you know, we've been in and out of relationships, and and we've found what we're looking for and what works and what doesn't. Yeah. You, you have this realization. We talk about this all the time, which is like the love languages, 
So like you're saying, oh, well, not feeling appreciated. I come home and I cook. Well, that actually cooking is a love language to me. Absolutely. It is for my husband too, right? His, his, one of his love languages acts of service. Right. Um, but if it's expected, right, then, then I don't want to do it as much. And, and I kind of like we could get into love languages, but that's not really the subject here because even if you guys spoke each other's love languages, but lacked these other things, right? Like if you didn't get acceptance, in who you were, but they showed you your same love language, right? Like everybody would be in a partnership if it was all just love languages, right? Because we can, we can do what people want us to do for love language, but we can't do relationships without love. Like we can't have a healthy relationship without respect. Exactly. That's very true. It's very true. And that's the thing, at least for men in general, men want to be, they, they want to know that they're appreciated and that their partner respects what they do and bring to the relationship and to the family, et cetera. It's, it's, it's still kind of an old fashioned thing, but that's what men like. Yeah, no, I think, I think women, um, you know, they want to be respected in their own right as well. I can't count how many times a woman feels, uh, <laughs> really careful picking this word, this adjective here, um, feels unseen. I'm going to say, when, right, like she does all of like the stay at home mom jobs or the, the basic house bitch jobs. I'm going to say that my husband hates it when I say that, but you know, like the basic house bitch jobs. Um, because like for a long time, right, that was what was expected, but it was really never recognized how like difficult that is and how it's really like two full time jobs, not just one. And so I think women are often really upset at the fact that they don't get like credit for how hard they're working at home on their family, on their house, on et cetera. And men, right. They feel like they don't get the credit that they need for leaving the house all day, right. For getting up, going to work, doing the thing, dealing with the people. And I think that we have this like mutual, I don't know what we would call it, where both partners get really, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go with like underappreciated, right? But they both feel that way. I think that's really true, right? They both feel underappreciated for for what they do. It takes time to find balance between that as well in a relationship where, you know, one person's staying home and taking care of the kids and doing the things around the house and working part-time and then the other person's working full-time and, and, you know, it's, there has to be so much communication, but also dedication to each other Yeah, where you guys are, you know, that's the biggest thing. I've always had this kind of rule <laughs> and, and maybe it's, maybe it's the old romantic. I love it. When you do this, you like get like a little nervous and you give it. I'm not nervous. Table. I'm just, I, I get blushy. So I know you get, you get a little, uh, I'm like, I'm like the guy that cries at McDonald's commercials with old people. So it's just, yeah. that's who I am. So, um, it's so true. Everybody meet um, my friend, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he's sensitive. Um, this is why we're friends though. My, right? my thing. And it's, it's something that I do. It's like, if I'm with somebody and say we're at like a dinner party, as an example, yeah, if I'm with somebody, you could be, my partner could be four tables down in a crowd of people, but she's still the only person in that room that matters. Ah, oh, yes. I See love what I'm that. saying. And that's yeah. my approach to it because like, I want to look across the room and make eye contact with you. And you look at me and you know that I've got you, you know, that we're, 
It's it's me and you here. My husband is exactly the same way, yeah, right? A, um, a beautiful trait, I think. Yeah. So he he's like, I don't care like how much. So I'm like a butterfly, social butterfly, and right. he's he's more of a cocoon. <laughs> he stays in the corner. He's really happy. But if he loses sight of me, he starts to panic for my safety. Not like complete panic, but right, he starts getting anxious for my safety. But if he can see me, he's fine. If we can, you'll give each other the look. We're fine. Um, and if I'm like, right, having some kind of engaging conversation with someone else, if I'm nearby him or touching him, he's totally fine, right? I could talk to anybody about the most explicit things. As long as I've got a hand on him, he's good, right? Because he knows I got him. How he looks across the room and you guys just make eye contact. Mm-hmm. And you said everything without saying a word. Yeah, absolutely, right? Like that's, that's that whole, that's that whole idea of being and having that level of love with the person that you're with. Yeah. So let's talk about respect in a relationship for a minute, because I couldn't, I cannot, and I will not, right? I cannot, I could not, I would not, I will not. Okay, Sam, I am, uh, have a relationship without respect. And, and I, I just can't, I won't. Right. And so I found in this relationship, right. My probably healthiest relationship to date is, even if I am pissed, and I mean boiling pissed, my feelings are hurt, I'm going into a defensive mode, I still cannot intentionally hurt my husband because I respect him. Right. And he doesn't he doesn't hurt me either, right? And we've we've had our moments where we've accidentally hurt each other, but there's never been a moment, even in our most heated moments, where he or I could lash out, you know, and use our tongues as knives because we, at, at the end of the moment, like we respect each other and we want to lift each other up. And at no point do we want to put each other down or, or just harm one another. And so I don't care how much you love someone, right? If you can give them a tongue lashing, and I'm not talking the dirty kind, if you can give them a tongue lashing that's going to tear them apart, like, that's not a healthy relationship. You're pushing toxicity at that point. At at the end of the day, you guys can fight like cats and dogs, but you don't disrespect each other in that yeah, process. Exactly. So you, you avoid the name calling. You avoid the stuff that lasts forever. Right. Cause so you can't, you can't undo, you can't, you can't put words back in, right? You yeah, can't undo you can't, a moment. You can't ta- yeah. You can't take back what you've said because yeah. people will bottle that. And then mm-hmm. in the heat of another moment, well, you said six months ago, and then it comes out and it's on. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, no. then, and then you're, and then your partner, your husband, your wife, they're like going, really? You're going to bring that up again? Do you know <laughs> how many couples I have? Yeah. Do you know how many couples I have in my office? And we, I call that my husband actually coined the term. I guess him and his ex-wife used it, but they call it and the kitchen sink, right? So like this, that, the other and the freaking kitchen sink and they throw everything in there. And that's that, you know, six months, five years, seven years ago, shit that gets thrown in. Um, and the fact yeah. is, is you should love have is resolved, not enough. You should have resolved it because you have right. respect. Because you have dedication and you're committed to this person and because you choose to love this person, you should make the commitment to try to find a way to resolve that issue and fully so it doesn't come back fully and completely resolve it. Maybe, and maybe you have to take a time out. Maybe you can't talk about it right now, but it needs to be addressed within 24 hours regardless. 
You know, I saw this and I love it because, right, I come from abandonment issues and I saw somebody and I, I don't know who it was. I'll have to go find their name. And he was doing this thing, this interview, much like we are right now, actually. And he says, you know, my wife taught me something. He said, we can get mad. We can fight. We can not talk to each other for a couple of days, for a week, for a month, if that's what it takes. But family doesn't leave. No, right. And and when you get married, you are family and family doesn't leave. And so that's been really powerful. The first time I heard it, I cried. Um, I still choke up when I hear it because, right, like my experience was different. Right. Family did leave. Right. When shit got hard, family did leave. Not and, what used to. Right. It's not what I'm used to, but it's definitely something that I've adopted and I strive for. So I remember the first fight I actually had with my husband. Uh, I got in the car and I was leaving. And this is before I heard this. Um, but I got in the car and I was leaving and he came out and stopped me. And it was, it was amazing little moment. Like it was really shitty. Cause it was right. We were really, I was really hurt in the moment. He was really confused and trying to fix it. And we just weren't communicating well. Cause we were both so upset, but it, it did resolve and we resolved it right then. But the answer doesn't always have to be resolution right now. It can be later. So I want to, we could go all over the place with this, but I want to stay on subject. So if you had love, and you had respect, but the person didn't support you. Could you be in that relationship? Absolutely not. Why is support important? Well, at least uh, I just I I can only come from a guy's perspective. So that's, that's what I want. That's why you're no, on here. <laughs> no. So in in past relationships, I I didn't have that support. Yeah. You know, like with my, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get deep into that, but within past relationships, I didn't have support. It's like, oh, well, you're just away from the home. You're, you're doing yeah. this, doing this, and we're not seeing you, but it's like, it's growing into a bigger thing that's going to take care of everything. Yep. Just let yep. it happen. And there was no, and there was like, honey, I know you're working a lot. It, I would appreciate if you would maybe make a little time this week for us to have some family time. I know you've got a lot on your plate, but if we could do one night, you know, that's showing appreciation. I respect what you're doing. I believe in you. That's a big thing for men. Yeah. I think it's a big thing for women too. Right. Right. And, And that's, I bring that to the table when I'm with somebody, I, if I'm all in, I will be, I want to be your hero. That's what I do. I think, so. I think all guys do. My my husband's a huge hero guy. So for me on the woman side of of, of support, I, I mean, there's proof in the pudding, right? So you've known me for a long time oh, very and long you've time. seen me through several, actually like all of my relationships. So, so for those of my viewers, uh, I was best friends with Joe's daughter growing up. Yep. He's like my, my other dad at this point in life. Um, so he, I, I was, I was at his house playing when I was like a, a, a young preteen even. Um, so Joe's known me my whole life. Uh, and you've watched me go through a lot of relationships, right? Marriages, divorces, engagements failed and vice versa. Um, <laughs> right. Yes. And vice versa. I've seen you. And so I know for me, right. The proof is in the pudding. I wanted, I've always wanted to do big things, but without the right partner to support us and encourage us and believe in us to do those things, we don't, right? We will flounder. And I know for years, you've watched me flounder. You've watched me kind of get my foot in a door and start doing something and and gain some traction and then flounder. Um, Now, right in the healthiest relationship I've ever had, 
I'm not floundering. I'm actually freaking succeeding finally. And I do give credit to my husband for that because while I'm the one doing the work, he's supporting me, right? When I texted him two weeks ago and said, dude, I'm quitting Donning Bliss. I'm getting a regular damn day job. I hate this. And he's like, yeah, right. Like he didn't be like, okay, babe, whatever you want to do. You're right. You suck. He was like, babe, knock it off. Today's a bad day. It's going to get better. Get your butt back to work. It'll be all right. You're going to achieve these goals and dreams. I, I, I mean, yes, having a loving and, and respectful partner is great, but I want that support so I can be the best me I can be. And so I can show up to this world the best I can for myself, for my kids, for him. Right. And if he wasn't supportive, I don't know that I would show up my best. So you have, you have real support from him. Okay. And it's support. It's support. He's got your back. Yeah. Whatever crazy idea you want to do tomorrow, he's going to go with you. He really is. He's going to go, Tanika, you lead the way and I'm going to, I'm going to support you because he loves you. He's dedicated to you. You're married. He is your, he's your rock. Okay. Yes. Yes. He's honest. Yes. Yes. I was going to say, hold on. There's another important piece here because if I told him, right, that I wanted to become a neurosurgeon in the next three months, well, he's going to laugh at me, right? He's, well, that's, he's, that's he's, he's like, well, you could maybe get started into med school in the next three months, but no way in hell you're going to be doing brain surgery in three months because he's a realist too. And so I, I kind of love that about the support with him is that he's like, are you sure? Because that's kind of a really big goal or, you know, like, he he keeps me real and I appreciate that, but he never puts it down. He always just puts a realist perspective in it, you know, and kind of asks like, how, how are you going to do that? <laughs> I love it. It's, it's trouble. Okay. So the way I'll be, I'll be that way with people, mm-hmm. whether it's friends or it's a partner or whatever, I'll yeah. be that way with people. Um, in general, like I have a, I have a friend of mine that uh, he's, he's kind of, I'm, I'm like his mentor. It's kind of funny. And he's gotten, he got into some trouble and did, you know, he, he's been kind of in and out and done some things and, and he's on track. He's doing great. I check on him a couple times a week because I believe in what he's doing. I believe that he's doing the best thing for his family. And it's nice to have people that support you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's honest support because I care about that person as an individual yeah. and, as a friend. and it's the same thing in a relationship. You have to be, you have to be honest about it. If you yeah. care about that person, um, if you have any care for that person, of course you would support them. Well, some so people, some people, some people aren't that way. Right. Some people don't have the capability. Right. So I remember when and I would I would say that my my mom and grandma both love me. Um, But uh, when I was 21, divorced, single mom of three and told my family I was signing up to start college, they told me I was crazy and I shouldn't do it. And that's too much for my plate. And instead of encouraging and supporting me. Right. They were like, they let their fears get in the way and they projected that shit on me. And, and that was really hard to be like, well, you know, actually, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was better for me that way because I was like, fuck you, watch this. <laughs> um, right. Don't tell me what I can't do. I was such a rebel that worked. So let's, let's go into the next piece of this. Okay. You can have love. You can have respect. 
They can be supportive. But what if you don't trust them? What if there's no trust? I'm I'm a stickler with that one too. Because if I don't trust you, I I don't I I people I don't trust I don't have in my life. Yeah. It's, it's pretty black and white when it comes to that. And I and I have and I trust people automatically until you until make, you give me a reason not to. You give me a reason to untrust you and then, yeah. and then I wash you away. So I've always wanted to say this in a, in a in a podcast, right? And I, I say it in my videos on Facebook sometimes, but I learned something valuable about trust when I chose, right? It's a choice, chose to trust a man who had consistently been cheating on me, my ex fiance. Uh, I chose to trust him. And I I was best friends with a therapist at the time who taught me this about trust. And I was like, you're full of shit. There's no way I can choose to trust him. Right. And, and it wasn't blind trust was the thing is that you, you know, you kind of like this, uh, educated trust at that point, but I chose to trust him anyways. Um, and then I learned that trusting him had nothing to do with him and it had everything to do with me and my ability to be okay slash bounce back regardless of what he did. And so a lot of us have trust issues because we're insecure that they're going to destroy the relationship and therefore the individual, right? Yourself, they'll destroy you. Um, at this point in my life, I have been destroyed and rebuilt myself so many times. And, and I actually choked up saying this on a video the other day, like that my husband could choose another woman and walk out on me today. I, I would be devastated, but he wouldn't destroy me. I would pick myself up, dust myself off, and I would be fine. And therefore, that allows me to actually trust him more because I trust myself to be okay no matter what he does. Really interesting uh, perspective on trust there. That's the ultimate way to be vulnerable right there. It is, is so hard, you are, but you worth are it. Allowing yourself, you're trusting so much. Mm-hmm. It's like the most vulnerable state you can be in. You're trusting so much that you could just be destroyed. Yeah, but but given that's, moment. That's but also, also where you also know that you have to pick yourself up if it happens. Yeah. Forbid, you have to pick yourself only you can pick yourself up. Yeah. And pull yourself out of it. Well, and only I have, right? I know how to freaking do this shit. I've done it a couple of times. I could do it again. I don't want to. I don't want to. God no, I never want to again. And in fact, like I really genuinely love my husband and don't want that to happen. But if it did, I know that in time I would be okay again. But let, let's let's talk about this uh, for just a second. I, you said something. Damn it, I lost it. Train, come back to the station. Uh, vulnerability. Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know this, but the the root of love, right, is compassion. And the only way that we can develop compassion for somebody is through them being vulnerable. And giving, letting us see a wound, so to speak, right? Letting us see something in them that is vulnerable, that makes our hero come out, that makes us want to love and protect and have compassion for them. And that is where connection and therefore love is created. And so if I chose, right, and a lot of people do this, if I chose not to trust because I've been so fucked over in the past, I am cutting myself off from connection, right? Because I'm not allowing myself to be vulnerable so I can't be hurt. And I'm not allowing myself to be loved either. And it's such a tricky ground to walk, but I will tell you, it is not for the faint of heart. It is for those who are courageous. So courageous. So if you, right, and I know so many, so many of our listeners 
um, our, our welcome to my sneaker show. Well, I'm, in, I'm a radio guy, so of course there's listeners. <laughs> Joe actually produces. I could, all I could of actually, my... po- I could broadcast this later if you want. So go for it. Did we say oh, no? I, oh, we said of... yeah. Well, I can do it after ten because we've been speaking freely. I didn't say there's a lot of foul language, but you could you could yeah, totally after 10. roll it tonight. Um, <laughs> what's up, Moab? I miss y'all. Uh, no. Anyways, Joe has a radio show in Moab, um, where I'm originally from. So that's what he's talking about. So yeah, trust is, trust is huge. Um, I want to just go over this list and we can just kind of talk about whatever pops up and then we'll go from there. Um, we've talked about support, trust, respect. Um, this says you need boundaries. You need be there when it matters. Now that one, that one, be there when it matters. I didn't realize that my son actually has some trauma around this with his father until the other day we were dealing with some of his mental health issues and my son cried, my right, my very strong 15-year-old boy starts bawling, telling um, his counselor about his dad choosing hunting over being there for his sister's birth. So I was in labor with my daughter. My husband chose to go hunting that left me and, and, and the other two that were already born in a really, really tough spot. I was like in labor trying to get my kids fed. They were crying because they were hungry and I couldn't even walk. And I had no one to take me to the hospital, no one to help with the kids because everybody went hunting. And so recently my son like just really was bawling about that. And was like, he's working through some shit, right? It's like, he's maturing and he's like, Oh, there's some stuff I got to work through. And his dad, not his father, not being there when it mattered has really created a wound for him. And I know we're not talking about like that kind of relationship, but like, you know, his father would claim to love him. His father claimed to love me and, and all the kids. Right. But he wasn't there when it mattered most. And, and that didn't feel like love for us. Right. Right. And, and, I don't want to, I don't want, you, you were pregnant and about ready to, you're giving birth and he's not there. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to say, oh, it's the small, small things. Cause that's not a small thing. That's not a small thing. I mean, it <laughs> I is think you'd be an absolute too, shit if you did not show up and, and be in the room as much as you're screaming at your husband, <laughs> you know, it's all his fault. You know, I think, I think that's the most important being a father and, and, being in the room with my wife, giving yeah. birth to my children and cutting the umbilical cord and filling that, you know, holding the baby like. Right. So we're, we're, I mean, yeah, we're yeah. talking about labor here, but like the, the, the premise of this point is just like when it matters most. Right. So yeah. One of those moments is what matters most. Right. In that he's, moment. He's seen that. He's seen that. He's Pattern. seen that moment where dad wasn't where he should have been. Yeah. He's been carrying it around. And it wasn't scary. I think it still scares him that, sure. that sure. right. Dad, even though he's adopted now and, and my husband is fantastic at being there when he's needed. Um, he, I think my son's just afraid that there will be a time when my husband will behave like his father did and not be there when it matters. And, um, so far, my husband is absolutely there when it matters. In fact, yesterday was so cute. I had just jumped into a session. My daughter's texting me, mom, I'm throwing up. Can you come get me? And I'm like, dude, I got 45 minutes at least until I can come get you. And I texted my husband really quick. And I said, I know you're also at work. I just jumped into a session. Could you go get her? And he texted me back. He's like, yep, I'm leaving right now. I'll pick her up and bring her home. Don't worry about it. Enjoy your session. I was like, holy shit. Like that was even new for me. 
right. for him to show up, right? For him to show up for our kids. And and just because I haven't asked, right? Because I always saw, and this is funny, I always saw a man's work as a higher priority than a woman's. <laughs> oh, shame on it's me. It's an equal thing. I'm sorry. I know. Your work is just be. as important. And it is. And my husband really showed me that, you know, that, that he cares for the kids and can show up for them as much as I can, that his work can take a back seat for family to take a front. I love that. Um, let's, let's go a little further into this list. You need space to grow and acceptance when you do. Love that. Absolutely. Right. Cause if they want you to remain exactly who you were the day you met forever, I, I, I would rather chew my arm off. I just would, right? Like, don't you want that permission to grow into whoever you're meant to be while also still being in love with your partner? As you, as you, as you grow and mature into different, you know, into, into the, the person you're on your way to be or into the business that you're doing, et cetera. And you have success and you have failures and all of that, that should not change the support respect, et cetera, that your partner's giving you. They should yeah. be along for the journey. Yeah. So so we've covered this so much. I just want to not wrap it up. Thank you, first of all, Joe, for being here. We've talked about how love is not all that you need. You can love somebody, but if you don't have respect in the relationship, if you don't have their support, if you don't have trust with them and ultimately trust with yourself to be okay no matter what happens, if you um, don't have some boundaries and those boundaries being met with respect, um, these are things that can destroy a relationship really fast. So, you know, I love the idea that love is all you need. Um, but quite frankly, that's just not freaking true. That's just one piece of the puzzle. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Dawning Bliss Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. For more podcasts and personal coaching, please visit us at dawningbliss.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.